to hear him fat troll. Oh, 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 no, who's there? Oh, who's there? Oh, oh. Where was all this a few weeks ago? Oh. Hey, where was all this a few weeks ago when me and you, Mr. Silverman, me and you were Mr. Recording. Silverman, can we drop this shit? For once. Where were you? Can you get Mr. a different approach? Naughty boys, Mr. Silverman, all of this. What? Think about the fucking persona you're building. That you're sort of kind of chummy, saggy man-child who's all naughty with his chubby, saggy naughtiness. I didn't but it's do. the same joke. Right, yeah, so, okay, so you've done the same fucking cum knob gags for the past I don't eight do years, cum mate. Cum knob gags. Name one cum knob gag I've made. Anytime anyway, you say spoff or rubbing your nubbage. That's not a joke. It those, is. Those, yeah, those... You're right, it fucking isn't, mate. You've pointed that out correctly. Those are just words. The point is, is that words yes, aren't jokes, no, Paul. You know what? Let's never make a joke again in case they're slightly similar to someone else's joke. That's right. Let's never do a knock-knock gag just, again, Mr. Silverman. You're mean, right. No, let's never do a, a pun. Let's never do anything that's ever been done before, ever. You're right. No, you're right, Mr. Silverman. No, you're <laughs> absolutely Silverman. correct, Mr. Silverman, right? No, stop calling let's, me that. Let's never do We've riffs re- on popular material. That's right. Let's never do shows like The Fast Show where they riff on popular catchphrases over the and over again. Because it's been done. Because it's been done, isn't it, Mr. Silverman? Let's never do anything ever again, right. Mr. Silverman. I'm, have you, if you're not going to finish with this bit, Paul, I will leave. Okay, Please Just leave. Because this is the introduction to this week's episode. This week's episode is our final from Los Angeles. Don't open the door and then sit back down. (laughs) Either fuck off or come in. All I was trying to say... No, you either fuck off or come in. All I was trying to say, everybody, is... I wasn't trying to shame you. I was just saying, ooh, isn't it this interwoven web of comedy references and semi-references moving in a... Hey! Erudite what? Hey! You found my badge. You found A. Yeah, I found the letter A from a couple of weeks ago when we played that word game. Mastermind word edition. Listen, anyway, basically this is our last episode from Los Angeles. One of the earliest that we recorded, funnily enough, but we thought we'd well, save it, it till last. Well, it was the first one we recorded. Well, we were doing bits in the uh, walkabouts beforehand. I though, suppose so. you're right. So, yes, yes it kind of was a very early recording session for us. But this, what you're going to hear is our big name guest for our LA trip, uh, Tim Heidecker is our guest and it was a fun show we were very nervous beforehand it was quite a surreal experience arriving in LA yeah very jet lagged and then tired because we walked around the whole day before yeah we did we did and so still jet lagged and then Tim Heidecker comes around just and th- th- just knocks on your door hello so uh, it was a bit nerve-wracking but hopefully there'll be some enjoyment here for some of our listeners and possibly Tim Heidecker fans if they're listening we apologize that you had to put up with what this is this little bit you had you to didn't listen have to, to go on a rant oh oh look it's Tim Heidecker in a podcast. I like Tim Heidecker. Let's listen to this podcast. What the fuck is this? Some cunt berating two cunts. his it's good two, friend. Two cunts Having berating a, oh, each other. Two cunts. Two cunts. One podcast. <laughs> it's coming to you. So this is our final episode in LA uh, for you to listen to. It was us Paul. and Brian Wecht talking to Tim Heidecker. And, and me, playing I a was few. There. You basically were there. But again, going back to what I said at the beginning, where was all this... Vaginal music stuff. You didn't do that in front of Tim Heidecker, I did don't, you? What do you mean, vaginal music? He started the song by today, literally just um, five minutes ago. I was warming up. In fact, up. four minutes and 47 seconds ago. I was ago. simply warming up my, my brain coggles. By talking about... Now I can do a song if you want. Any, any, um, anything Is there anything like. else you'd like to say before we get into the episode? That's the important thing here. This is meant to be an intro to our Tim Heidecker episode. Enjoy the episode, everyone. We enjoyed making it, we although did. it was a bit nerve-wracking. We were absolutely terrified. So, with all that being said... <laughs> Speak for yourself. Here it is, episode... I thought that I... Uh, what? Did me nothing? Me and Tim had a little... Uh, yeah? A little thing going. Did... um Yeah? A little comedy, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like, well, you know, why don't master you... Players. Hey. You know, Paul, when two master players... What, begin a game of comedy chess? Yeah. They see each other, it, they admit they're in the <laughs> well, level of mastership... And like two yeah. miles, and then it's like you, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, coming up behind. Jog on. Jog on, he's doing the wanker. Jog on, Mr. Silverman. We'll leave it to you, the listener, to decide if Eli and Tim Heidecker had a quote unquote thing going on, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll come and we'll see you. No, enjoy, really. Really oh, enjoy. In seriousness, enjoy it. Sorry, enjoy. Paul, and we'll see you next week. Here we go. Here's the episode. Press the fucking credits. Welcome to Cheap Show. It's all 
sources and words and phrases. Two things I'm responsible for. Chodney, Chodney Borough. I hate you. You're fucking evil posse. Jeep show tonight. Hello, welcome to Cheap Show, the economy comedy podcast where, Eli, I'm doing a change up, because you know I would usually say charity shops, bargain bins, thrift stores. No, you don't say thrift stores. No, That's I do. the American thing. Is it? A what do I say? Store. You say charity shops, yeah. bargain bins, bargain bazaars, bins, bazaars, jumble sales. Jumble sales are important. Uh, pound land. Pound land, yes. Of Great Britain and bring you that, but we're not doing that this time. Because we're Instead, in? we're in Los Angeles and we are going through the thrift stores, the goodwill and the dollar trees of Los Angeles to bring you the treasure we find amongst the trash. And this is a holy day for Cheap Show, for we have two of the most beloved people. And that's gone off. Your thing's doing something. Your camera's uh, doing something. You know what? Just, just turn it off. I'm just going to turn it off because I could spend 15 minutes playing around with that and have an emotional breakdown. But I thought, let's just pull back on the embarrassment. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Cheap Show. Oh. And we have two very special guests with us this week. And this has been years in the making in some respects. Because we've always threatened to come out to LA and bug you personally. But first of all, I want to bring on to the show. A wonderful, beautiful human. Someone I have, if possible, romantic attachments with in the future. But until then, we're just friends. And that friend is Brian Wecht. Hi, everybody. You may, t- where might people know you? Uh, they might know me. I'm half of the comedy band Ninja Sex Party. They might know me from Game Grumps, the podcast Late Night with Brian Wecht. And, uh, and uh, uh, where else? Starbomb. Starbomb. Like band. Comedy music in general. In general. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Can I shake your hand? No. Okay. Then. He always tries to touch. Yeah. I am a touch. I don't want. To, I don't want to disturb the microphones. See, I was planning on yeah. sitting there so okay. I could touch no, him. Here we go. <laughs> but if he's not gonna yeah. sit there, then I'm gonna have to touch yeah, him. I'd, I'd be happy to. Here. Oh yeah, that's what I needed. Thanks, Paul. That's all I needed. No, Just, it really is lovely to see you but, guys. Uh, I noticed you let go. Quite well. Yeah, forcefully. I'm trying to do your show. All right. Okay. Um, fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. In that case. It's the other guest I want to get to. I mean, I love you. No, no, please. Don't get me no, wrong, I'm, I'm, but you being here is almost I'm ancillary. D-list right? at best is what D- I am. Well, so no, I would put you C, yeah, thank because you. honestly, you're a C in my eyes. I appreciate but that. But here, no, is the real star. In my opinion today, uh, I'll be honest, when I sent this email to this guy, I thought he would say no and I wouldn't have to have a panic attack on a day <laughs> away in Los Angeles. But unfortunately... He said yes, so now I have to deal with the fact that right here, right now, we are joined by the one and only Tim Heidecker. Hello, sir. Hello, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. We do our best to make our guests wonderful mm. and uncomfortable. How do you make be. someone wonderful? You need to, honestly, Paul. Yeah. Just a little note now, okay? okay? Like take, take a breath. Yeah. Think of the word in your head. Picture the word. Yeah. Like, Is that the correct word to say right now? Yeah. And then we are under a little bit of a time crunch, though. So we are. And I am racing time. through this. Because okay. I don't want to waste Fine. Tim's just, time. Just spout a load of nonsense. If you, if you, if you would nonsense. like to have a discussion about the words I choose. I do. I always on do. The words I choose under pressure. As you just sit there. Lay, look at you. Laid I'm back. Fine. Oh, I'm fine. I'm on the fine. back of the chair. I disagree with the phrase fine. Anyway, hello, Tim. Hello. How are you? All right. All right. Governor. Right. Yeah, doing all right. <laughs> Listen, back. We don't really do an interviewee thing, but I did want to ask you one thing. Because as, as people who listen to us probably know, a large part of some of our structure is taken from on cinema. And I wanted to just ask you very briefly about mm-hmm. that, because maybe I'm wrong, but it sounded like between you and Greg, it was a, not a side hustle for one of the better phrase, but it sounded like something you did for a laugh and then it's grown into well, the high network and things like that. Are you surprised by that or is it something that you willingly dove into? Uh, su- no, not surprised. It... it uh... It did sort of take on a life of its own from a fan side. It was mm. not something that 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 uh, had a huge audience at first. It still doesn't have a huge audience, but um, yeah, we we did it for fun. We did it when we could, and the more we did it, the more we liked doing it. The more we also, uh, the more we did it, the bigger it, the bigger the world became. Not necessarily the audience, but the the, the story, yeah, the yeah. story got bigger, and and uh, 
So um, I'm never, I don't, I'm not, there's nothing surprising about it, but there does feel a certain uh, pressure or uh, responsibility to do because so much of it we feel has had a very high level of quality to it, mm. that there's a responsibility and a, a, a bit of a pressure to maintain that. You got, are you 10 years in? Oh, more no? than that. Well, I how many? Think. Yeah. Uh, well, about about tw- tw- maybe 12 years. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it has just, I mean, obviously we're subscribed to the high network. We mm-hmm. follow it. We see yeah. the Oscars specials. And it does seem like half the problem is not so much the content, but what do you do to not outdo or top yeah, it, but change it, yeah. it and keep it fresh for you? Because Yeah. Well, many- I mean, it, it's we, we've been meeting a lot lately because we're planning on... I'm shooting again soon. As soon as I think we can shoot now, some of the the strike stuff has kind of worked itself mm-hmm. out, oh, yeah. uh, which is very complicated. But um, yeah, we're meeting. There's still things that make us laugh. I I think when it's all done, when it's all said and done, mm-hmm. you will be able to find the best. You know, you'll be able to see the peak and the yeah, and yeah, that yeah. might not be where. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to judge while you're doing it, but. Yeah. Um, there's stories left to be told. There's things that we want to resolve in some ways uh, and keep in mind and make it keep it funny and surprising and all that stuff. And we're constantly inspired by the world and uh, things that we, you know, new podcasts that we're obsessed with that are awful. New, <laughs> new, new, new hucksters, new, Shit. not you guys, yeah. no, new Fuck. New scams out there, new yeah. con men. You know, there are, there are, yeah. there's so many to choose from. So, we're we we always have our ear on those uh, those particular railroad tracks. I think AI is going to be the next one. Well, we've it? done really? a little already, and some of it is some of it we use as a practical tool. Actually, like uh, we're you know there there might be some some uh, investigative journalism happening on the show that oh, we'll nice. just use AI yeah. to to help make feel more like one of those yeah. poorly produced, uh, you know, <laughs> YouTube investigative journalist things. Uh, so it does take a lot of effort to make something not bad, but you know what I mean? It takes yeah. a lot of effort to seem like it's slickly unprofessional to yeah. some extent. Yes. So yeah. And Brian, you've got an album, haven't you? Yes. Uh, that's what that's. Well, that's oh, no. Plenty. Thank yeah. We're okay, great. Thank you. We're we're done with it. I right? no, appreciate that. No, I, I would do the same. I mean, you. Un- you I, mean, I don't like being in this yeah. position. You, you, you understand why you're. I, here, I, right? I get it. You're like a transatlantic buffer between. I, you're at my house. I understand why you had to include me. Exactly. In this yeah. That was the. Ru- oh, thank God, Jesus! I was hoping yeah. I wouldn't have to explain that. Right. I do want it to be clear. I did not invite myself onto this show. No, no. I no, wanted no you way. here because, again, we've had you on the pod before, but it's always yes. been in a play this role or do this voting That's thing right, and yes. it's and you were in the first episode when you in lived in london ep- yeah when i lived so when i lived wow. in london the first time they did this as i said we were we were comedy friends and they yeah. were doing it upstairs at a pub and i was just about to move here uh-huh uh and they had me on stage yeah. with them and, cheap show one. and did you have to eat something yeah Sponge. i did it was it was a giant bag full of uh yeah i don't remember what but cheap candies i think yeah most people Sponge. block out no sponge with that was a stewart Sponge is a sort of candy thing. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I was no now, now while we're on it, Paul. Yeah. I thought the other day, wouldn't it be great? What am I going to have for lunch? Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> is that wait? Is that a real thing? What, sponge? Is, what is the connect? What is the closest thing we have in America to a? It's sponge? like a, a mound. Wait, what hold they on, coconut the, mound? Oh thing. yeah, okay, yeah. I thought yeah. you meant just a mound of. Oh, no, no, that's what they're called, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, mound, coconut mound. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's similar to mound that in the shape. Okay, it's sort of a pack with two. Two Isn't mounds in it. American though. Uh, no, can you? I'm, I'm sorry to it's, get hung up on this. Can you spell sponge? S P O N C H. I see. Mm. Sponge. Okay, great. Thank you. Sponge for lunch. Sponsor, who's the sponsor of the uh, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Interview segment out the way. We're going to crack on. So the first segment we do is Silverman's platters. Silverman, explain the platters. Um, we, I collect vinyl, uh, novelty vinyl, uh-huh. or um, unusual vinyl, um, and then we listen to them and we say whether it's a Platter, as in right. it's a, a legitimate record that we all like, or a splatter, which is a liquefied record that is shot through some kind of uh, anal a cannon the, the, the against bad, the wall. The you could one. melt down vinyl and then Good. splatter it willy nilly. Being here in Los Angeles must have must be a great. This must be a boon for you. Uh, we were in Amoeba yesterday, okay. and I wanted to spend more money and time there, but uh, we had yeah. to. I'm glad had to go. Although I don't know if stuff has been picked over here too much. Well, the thing is, 
the stuff that I'm I'm into, apart from the novelty stuff, it's like disco and funk, okay. soul. So over here's where it was all made. Right. I mean, you know, from uh, 60s and 70s up and to the 80s. Better that exposure. Mean, that doesn't mean it all stayed here. No. Because I, I travel in my band, uh, I tour, uh, my drummer and guitar player, both avid record collectors. And on this tour we did this summer, we went to the smaller cities. Mm-hmm. And that's where gold can oh, sometimes yeah, be. Yeah. Because the bigger place, you know, you go to Chicago or New York, all the, everything's overpriced. Yeah. And all the collector, you know, the people that know this stuff, are a lot of them live there. So you go to like Oklahoma City and you hit hit uh, gold. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but the thing is as well, um, in Britain, you'll have a lot of like rock and roll stuff. It's like it's destroyed. Mm-hmm. And you come out here and you can still find like a clean little Richard single or right. something where in good condition is a thing. Yeah. And also, I mean, Amoeba, there's nothing. There's no record shop. That's like, surprising. No, in that yeah, even in London, there's nothing no, that big. Nothing. HMV went, yeah, Tower like Records went, Virgin Records went. And all, of course, but I get of, reissues, yeah. and, the, and all of the reissues were in there, all of them. Rough Trade doesn't have that reputation? No, no. No. I go there and they have the in stores and they kick everyone out and I can't oh. dig in the and it's like come yeah. on I, and I, was, see some, I, I was telling terrible. these guys too that the the old amoeba was even better than the current one oh, in I haven't terms been to of the like new one yet. it's oh it, maybe I have it's great but it yeah. doesn't have the quite the extent and the breadth and the weirdness of the the one that you know was there before yeah you just don't get that vibe here in the UK anymore because that whole industry's been sucked out the the old one had a particularly cool like jazz and classical section in the mm-hmm. back where there was just a bunch of weird like old jazz and classical box sets that yeah. been out of print forever mm-hmm. you know operas and stuff that would just be impossible to find mm-hmm. anywhere else i think they called a lot of that stuff for the new the new place yeah well with that in mind let's crack on we've got a few tracks for you to listen to today we're going to play a little bit of we're not going to sit for the whole track but the first one is something we've wanted to talk about in a while and because it's close to halloween we thought we'd present you with a track that you might know you might not i think it's a lost halloween hit it's not the monster mash is it it's not <laughs> the monster mash. You know. what if that was what he had for me like, yeah it's the monster mash it hadn't, it hadn't crossed i know we know i know yeah. that we all know the monster yeah. mash. it would be great if the monster mash just never showed up in england Right, yeah. it's been 60 years and yeah. you guys just missed it somehow, right? This? No. The guy yeah. sounds like Boris Karloff. Yeah. What's <laughs> right, that yeah. about? No, so this track is called Amateurville, House on the Hill, okay. by an artist called Lovebug Starsky, and we're going to play a little bit for Lovebug you. Lovebug Starsky? Lovebug Starsky is his, uh, well, it's his stage name. His real name, Kevin Smith. No relation What year to, are we talking here? Uh, this is 86. Okay. bigger hit in the uk than it was anywhere else in the world despite the fact that the artist himself is american um again like most good podcasts we will research our stuff from wikipedia so uh he's known by the name lovebug starsky american mc musician record producer began his career as a record boy in 1971 uh, as hip-hop first appeared in the bronx and he eventually became a dj at the disco fever club in 1978 um apparently he is one of the two people who may have come up with the term hip-hop 
Mm. Allegedly. Really? Um, Starsky claimed that he coined the phrase while trading the two words back and forth while improvising lines with Keith Cowboy of the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five at a farewell party with a friend who was heading into the army. And that's it in a nutshell. Wow. And then um, he goes, I picked up the mic and started saying a hip hop the hip hip hoppity hop hop and then yeah but that's on rapper's delight as well yeah, he's mean, saying this yeah. is before rapper's he's saying delight. this is before yeah, that yeah. so yeah. we're talking 78 or so um and then he's and then with the height of his career i'm just going to paraphrase he ended up going to prison for five years mm. for drugs and violence mm-hmm. and then came out and tried to relaunch his career in las vegas where it didn't really pan out for mm. him and then he passed away a few years ago yeah, right? in 2018 yeah heart attack. Quite, quite young yeah. yeah sounds like he should have gone to blackpool <laughs> But uh, or somewhere in England, somewhere to lower revive. key. Yes, Margate is probably good. Brighton would have been a good scene for him. Okay. Is no, what's what's a good hip hop scene in the UK actually? Oh, Exeter. I once went once went to Exeter, and because we were like into hip hop, and we would like, we were like uh, break dancing on the street. Oh, sorry, and wait, some local. Sorry, this is new. You local broke danced. Yeah. Can you do some now? Well, I could probably still spin on my back. I'm going to say this is my house. No breakdancing. No. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to put the kibosh on We were in Exeter, right and we were just, because we looked a bit hip-hop, they were, we were, like, taken in by some local hip-hoppers. <laughs> what, like, <laughs> like Fagan's Ragabond? Ragabond. I don't know Ragabond. what you, what oh, you mate. I, I need to take a sit back and imagine believe, the word yeah, above me. Ragamuffin or Vagabond, I believe. Vagabond. Yeah. But... I think you can see Lovebug Starsky's lack of uh, judgment there, you know, the drugs and the violence thing, because he puts a Captain Kirk impression in the middle of his Halloween record. Yes. Very strange. But I can imagine they were tra- he was trying to lean into, because didn't, let me get this right, originally the, the, the whole West Coast, East Coast rap scene began with like monster rap music. What was that genre? Yes. There was yes, well, novelty. Yeah, a horror novelty was a thing on the West Coast, and one of the one of the first West Coast rap records was a sort of a Frankenstein thing, I think, or uh, a mummy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because there's that kind of Houdini freaks come out at night thing as yeah. well, which that reminds me very much. Right. Afraid, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, love bug. He has a very specific uh, int- uh, fr- r- phrasing, which is yeah, Um so, thoughts, Brian. What do you make of it? Would that be something you would listen to at this Halloween season? Oh, 100%. I love that. I thought it was great. Like it, uh, like a lot of uh, novelty rap, uh, I should say, unlike a lot of novelty rap, it wasn't immediately off-putting. Yeah. You know, there were especially, what year did you say that was? 86, 87, Yeah, so this is like prime rap and Rodney era, kind of rap and Duke, all a lot of really bad novelty rap. That... That, I thought, was very solid compared to a lot of that stuff. Because we've talked about this in the podcast before, but in the UK, rap was seen specifically as a novelty thing for comedians to try and get a foot in the charts. So Kenny Everett had snot rap, for example. Mm -hmm. And it was all that same kind of real basic rhyme structure but with the inflection of their character upon it. Almost every comedian did a, like a comedy rap record. Roland Rap, we had Morris Minor and the Majors that trying to do Beastie yeah. Boys. Rodney Dangerfield did it, had a rap, rap yeah. record. Yeah, Rap and Rodney, yeah. And that is a... St- is that you seen- said, sir? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, I mean... I only listen when I'm talking. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> fair enough. That, that Rodney rap is pretty great, honestly. The, well, the, the music is great. The rapping is terrible, of But course. the rapping right, is but, a pun machine kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? It's all... It's... Well, Timmy's just doing his stand-up. Well, um, you know, like I told you, I've got the 12-inch version of the rap in Rodney, and yeah. there's an actually a live well, set right. on the other on the side, B-side. which is obviously wow. much better. Yes. It's beautiful. And it's one of those ones where he used to have people, like, uh, calling back, back to him, the, you know... Oh, his, like, material? Yeah, because they were all, like, his fans. He had a whole sort of uh, call-and-response thing. Yeah, with his, that's uh, cool. His joke... He had joke families... Joke categories, so, didn't it? So, was this before the uh, the Nightmare on My Street? The, no. Uh, this um, is after. It was a little after, I think. Yeah. Because, yeah, that was that was referenced in it as an inspiration for this track. I see. Um, but, like, there wasn't too much of it. Tim, what did you think of it? Would that be something you would play at a Halloween party? I mean, uh, no, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't, uh, no, I, I didn't care for any, I don't care for that genre. Yeah. Uh, I don't listen to that. I wouldn't listen to that. I mean, at a Halloween party, sure. Yeah. I mean, Throw it on. Who cares? But it wouldn't be on your Spotify playlist. No, I thought it was self. Yet. I thought it was like one of those novelty, uh, or not novelty, but like um, self-pressed records. I had no listening to. It. I thought you were. It was like something that you found that no one had. I didn't. I would never have guessed it would have been a hit. It's strange if you look at like compilation albums in the UK, like now mm-hmm. six or whatever it is. You'll see that on side three. Okay, right, like, crazy. But you won't. Yeah. I, when I was in Amoeba, I looked at their now Halloween album. Four, three, uh, four sides. Not a single one of them had this. It's just a completely mm-hmm. ignored track. 
in this country. But with no, that, I'd, old... I'd never heard of it before. No, today, yeah. And it's strange because I thought this would be something that we bring to the plate and maybe, like, oh yeah, we've heard this move on. But no, it's a weird how it hasn't translated to the country it originated from. Yeah. So Eli, your He's thoughts? He's a bullshit artist, right? Isn't right he? To the point, yeah. Like we said before, Amateurville is not on, on the hill. hill. It's not on a hill. So he's. He's going for haunted house rhyme. on the hill. It yeah. rhymed, yeah. yeah. No. So, Brian, platter or splatter, sir? Platter for me. I oh, like platter. It. Okay. Tim, platter or splatter? Uh, Gotta go splatter here. Fair play. I'm going to say platter just because of the, the nostalgia value for me. And I'm not going to vote because I want Tim to like me. <laughs> uh, right, so we have our next track. Uh, which is... So have you ever heard, Tim, of Stars on 45? Stars on... No. This is an interesting thing. This is, again, one of these things where it seems to have been a bigger hit in the UK, certainly more notor- notoriety around it. Well, I was telling these guys, I had only heard of it because... Uh, I forget which Weird Al album it's on, but he has a track called Polka's On 45, oh, okay, yeah. which apparently I... is a reference uh... to this series, which I didn't clock until... Fairly recently. So they're, can I guess that they're sort of um, medleys of the hits? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So we're going to play a little bit of that for you now, because we have a few. We're not going to play all of our most, so uh, let's do this one. more than I would think. Yeah, same. That's a five-minute track. And what you're going to get in those five minutes is Star Wars theme, the Miko take on that. Uh, we've got Can't Give You Anything, Kung Fu Fighting, Layla, All Right, Fire, Do You Think I'm Sexy, Mar Baker, YMCA, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Suicide is Painless for MASH, wow. Get Off, Stars on 45, Baker Street. Get Beth, Off, is that the, the... Well, it wouldn't be Prince because this was 81. Yeah, that Foxy one. track. Oh, yeah. uh, that's good. Betty Davis eyes, and then Eve of the War. Oh wow! Yeah, With the Jeff Wayne, and that's that's yeah. that's the mix you get from that. Hmm. And this is Volume Three. Do you know the the Jeff Wayne War of the Worlds musical? No, I don't think so. No. It's it was a well. These guys should speak to it. It was a big hit in the UK, and is a straight up musical based on the War of the Worlds. Oh, cool! A very like disco seventies pop yeah. element. But it's, it's got elements of prog to it as well. It's got elements of folk. It's honestly right. pretty great. Like, I'd, yeah, I'll yeah. seek that out. It's interesting because again, it's one of these things where in the UK, it's it's everywhere. Like the Royal Albert Hall will do a live performance yeah. of it with Giant because it's the, a, Jeff Wayne obviously adapted the War of the Worlds. Into who's the thing. Jeff Wayne? Did he come from a band or anything like that? Just a just the, a guy. The gist of Jeff. Uh, Wayne was that his dad was a famous John uh, Wayne. Uh, <laughs> yes, was a famous musician uh, who wrote musicals. Yeah. His son Jeff Wayne worked with him on a few musicals before working in jingles, and then took all the money he made from all this work and into his passion project, which was I want to do a a, a concept album right. around a book. Right. And they went through many. They went through Center of the Earth, which ended up being um, Jules Verne Center of the Earth, which ended oh, up being who done who did that? that. Uh, the Rick Wick Wakeman. Wakeman. Oh, yes, okay, did that. and so that became. This big album, sold narrated millions. by Richard Burton. Oh. Like, was, am I know. being cynical and thinking maybe he went for War of the Worlds because it was out of copyright and he didn't have to pay the? I don't think that's cynical. No, at all. the idea was he wanted to do a, a, a he wanted to tell a story and he was either looking at uh, H.G. Wells or like science fiction writers at that time. He was going through all of them and eventually War of the Worlds fitted his vision, I think, better because it was grander and more mm. operatic. Um, I'm angry with him because Jeff Wayne. Yes. Go on. Because that album, fine, good, you like it, whatever. But (laughs) thank you. I think from like 1980 all the way through that whole decade, he released a different exclusive, you know, uh, remastered version of that record, 
Well, I want to see something else. Well, the reason why it was a hit was because it was getting played on radio stations, but they were sick of playing the 17-minute version of, like, Eve of the War. Yeah, the songs are really long. So then he remixed the album for the first time to make it into singles so that uh, a radio station could play. I mean, that's all in there. That's besides the point. Yeah, let's get back to these. uh, So it's on 45. This is fascinating to me because they're Dutch. They're a Dutch novelty band. That's the name of a band? Yeah, they're what they're one group of musicians. I didn't know that either. Like, what band. is the point of it? Like what what That's do you when do you question. when do you listen yeah. under what circumstances do you listen to that record? Parties. Parties. But it doesn't make sense for parties to me because it's so short. abrupt. Yeah. yeah, it changes they're they're not clever transitions. No, they just no, like just, change. Yeah. So what's it and for? And these were popular? Hugely unpopular, unpopular. Unpopular people <laughs> parties. Yeah. Well, it was a lazy way of keeping your party going. Uh-huh. But also it's got that musical blue ball where you go, is... uh, and yeah. then it cuts out before the bit maybe, you like Maybe for song. context, it was, it was hard to DJ then, right? Like you needed so. the gear and this is sort of a shortcut. Perhaps? Well, this seems to be a, I mean, I, I know this band is Dutch, but it seems to be a particularly British trend because this ultimately led to I don't know if you know Jive Bunny. Oh, I, dude, I was just about to say that was a big hit. Uh, it was the swing, was Jive Bunny swing, big hit? okay, swing the mood, swing the mood, which was where they adapted a bunch of like 1940s, like Glenn Miller swing mm. stuff. Uh, it's almost exactly the same format as that. I, tiny snippets. I remember. I have a very clear memory of going on a camp trip to Montreal when I was 16 and going to a record store specifically to look for the Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers record mm. because you couldn't get the full record here. Yeah. Hmm. So and it was a bunch of like fifties and sixties stuff in addition to Glenn Miller. Didn't the, didn't the Glenn Miller? Uh, I, I could talk about this forever. Uh, no, yeah. I think the swing the mood it had a didn't have a hello baby in there. Hello baby, one of those in there or something like that. Oh yeah, because the they mixed bopper. in the big bopper in. That's it, right. Yeah, yeah. It was like they laid over. So the it was tracks. like forties and fifties kind of stuff. 60s yeah, kind of thing. And then they had a whole album off that where they would do a glam one where it was all. Yeah. And was then a, they'd be on top of the pops. It'd be a big bunny with yeah. the big with the, head, like a big furry bunny yeah. mixing. So this was I missed a, all this. What years are these? Yeah, I was like 15, 16, so like eighty nine, something like that. But it, but this is the thing. Yes, those songs aren't particularly artistically worthy, but at the same time, it introduced me to music I hadn't heard before. That fifties, mm-hmm. you know, Run Around yes. Sue I first heard, and that became yeah, one of Run my Around favorite. Sue. That's right. It's part, and that was like yeah, one yeah. of my favorite. That was about the part of the song I always liked the best when it yeah. got to. And then it was like, oh, there's a there's a real whole so I would song. Get, I think I was introduced to all that music through movies. So you had like mm-hmm. that movie Clue. Sure. Had yeah. that great yeah. a lot of doo-wop and yeah. like late early fifties. Right, because uh, that was a period. Period. period yeah, and uh, of course. Uh, Back to the Future, you know, Mar- Peggy Sue Got Married. There's a lot of 80s movies that were nostalgic Absolutely. of the 50s right. and early Happy 60s. Days, Happy Days. Stand By Me. Stand By Me. Was, yeah. Yeah, was when you look at the list of the biggest selling singles of all time, most of the ones at the top are ones that were hits back in the 50s uh-huh. and 60s and then were in films in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty people Woman. were still buying. Yeah. I remember was- hearing a lot of music for the first time from Quantum Leap. Oh, like, do, you know, because yeah. they would go through from the 40s through the 70s. And there was a bunch of like good 50s. Because I think it was there. like that idea where these creators were coming through and they were inspired yeah. by the things that they enjoyed when they were younger, like yeah. the, the serials and the, mm-hmm. and the music. And like, obviously, the Blues Brothers was an example of mm-hmm. so it rescued. The Blues Brothers for R&B. me was a big one. You know, and it, yeah. it put a lot of those acts back into the charts again yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. revitalized their careers. And now we see it again because a lot of the films lean into the 80s. Right. That generation that grew up in the 80s is now making content, which is... Certainly, yeah, it doesn't work as a party record. You're right, no. because it's too... It's, it's too, terrible, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. So there was a Beatles one. They did a Beatles one. Cause it's weird. It's a Beatles melody, but it decides to start with Venus and then Sugar Sugar by the Archers, uh, Archies before it gets into the weird. Beatles. For no particular reason. Unless it's that it's a hangover from the previous track on the album. Can I hold something for you? I mean, shall we have that conversation? Okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> because you know where I'm going to go. Yeah, I know where you're going to go. And with I it. easily fall into smoke quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying. I'm trying to help you. And please, you would be helping me. <laughs> That's the trick. <laughs> yeah. Right. So let me just do this one again. Uh, so we got stars on 45 Beatles. So I'm just going to skip to a little bit into it. This happened once before.
hate it. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it kind of. Wait, so hold on. Yeah. They didn't. It's not. Is it samples of the original? No. Or they just re-recorded yeah. them? Absolutely. I mean, all I mean with the other one, they're all re-recorded. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, which which surprised yeah. me because they did use a lot of ABBA for some yeah. of their stuff and a lot of Motown, but it was all re-recorded. I think it's just before the era when sampling technology came through because yeah. Jive Bunny, that samples. Yeah. Directly. That's, that's, yeah. that's probably a drum machines. That yeah, sounds like it, yeah. Sounds like a Because yeah, yeah. this is 1981 these were okay. released and it was huge in the UK. Absolutely way too big. But uh, just let me read this. The Beatles sound-alikes were established Dutch singers. John Lennon's part was sung by Mass Boys in the 1970s Dutch pop group Smile. And Paul McCartney and George Harrison's parts were sung by Sandy Coast uh, from a band called Hans Verlemum. <laughs> I think that's how. And a well, band, they also had a band called Rainbow Train, which sounds better than they'll probably I, sound. I, I, say I like that band name a lot. Great band Rainbow name. Train. Well, you, are, you, you were wondering about the inclusion of Venus on the Beatles thing, but v, that, that's um, what they called the Venus, the original Venus guy. Uh, blue, blue... Blue. I'm just going to let you say the word yeah. blue until you stop. <laughs> you turn they were blue. a Dutch group anyway. Yeah, they were a Dutch group. Yeah. But then, these albums are so popular in the UK for whatever reason. Loads of albums. Oh, I remember them being played at parties. I remember going to like working men's clubs for my nan's 60th. And someone would just stick on the now 45 and then wow. go away for a pint. It was that kind wow. of It was that kind of thing. To the point where Chaz and Dave, British Rockney singer-songwriters. Did you say rock? Does that mean rocking Cockney? Rock, Rockney was a genre i guess they created they, they created a whole genre i've never heard of that that's you never heard of Chaz and dave no like rabbit oh yeah i did i yeah. heard i just that song is insane yeah and, and uh, the sideboard you song. should play that song that well I'll, um, I'll, I'll play it for our you, but... driver I, we just toured in the uk in the in yeah. the in the spring and our driver was playing us that i, I rabbit, love rabbit Chaz rabbit rabbit how's it going before no no and this the thing that everyone brings up with uh, Chaz and dave is they are on uh eminem um, mm-hmm. There's the most sampled, no, one of the most sampled pieces oh. of music ever. Yeah, that's crazy. It's from Rabbit, guys. right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And they were, it was kind of like boogie woogie blues, but with a very cockney, knees up, mother brown yeah. kind of attitude. But they wrote songs that I think are just beautiful. Like, uh, what's that one, the, the ballad that they did? Ain't, Ain't no, no pleasing, Ain't no pleasing, which is just moving. Oh, stone cold, okay. beautiful mm, song. Yeah. Um, so they did a take on Stars on 45 called Stars Over 45. Uh. To suggest that maybe the songs that they want to celebrate are a bit older than 1980 or so. We're gonna take this opportunity to sing some old time songs. We got a clap trap on the offbeat and a bass drum on the own. Stars over 45, we gotta keep them songs alive. Them boys deserve some credit, don't forget it. Go window cleaning to earn an honest bob For a nosy partner, it's an interesting job It's a job that just suits me A window cleaner you would be If you could see what I could see When I'm cleaning the windows In my profession I work hard But I never stop I'll climb this blinking ladder Till I get right to the top Honeymooning couples too You should see them villain coo You'd be surprised at the things they do when I'm cleaning windows. Was that like a British dance hall song or something? Yeah. When I'm cleaning windows was yeah. a um, George Formby. This guy uh-huh, had a little. Right. He was a banjo he played, right. wasn't it? I, yeah. Well, it's similar to the weird, the weird Al's Pocos on Forty Five, which was very entertaining, very clever, yeah. very yeah. well uh, arranged. arranged. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yet, weirdly, it comes from something lesser. Weirdly, yeah. Sure. Yeah, the stars on forty five is very literal and not funny. No, just no. sort of, we can do this. What I wonder then about the Weird Al thing is, was I mean, it's clearly a reference to it. Was that how was that on his radar? You know, it's a, it seems like a British thing. What was the? I'll ask him next yeah, time I have well, to make conversation with him. That would be great. I would be very say interested. You're on yeah. a bullshit yeah. podcast talking yeah. about a mega mix <laughs> of nineteen eighty one, and could you please define your influences? The thing is, one more point on Chaz and Dave. They. It's sort of trends, isn't it? You've got the Stars on 45 thing, and there's a lot of party records mm. uh, made but because we said, like, just for parties, because it, it, you, you wouldn't have two decks at a party, and so you'd put something on, you could just flip it once, and, yeah. you know, everyone could dance. But there's also these... 
Mrs. Mills records, these sort of... Um, I don't know who that is. Exactly. She's this sort yeah. of middle-aged woman who played the piano and did old sort of numbers, and oh, she sold like... Yeah. Eight million records or something. It, it's crazy. 18. It's like when you go to a charity shop, here's what you're going to find. You're going to find James Last. You're going to find Mrs. Mills. You're going to find... Mantovani. Uh, Mantovani. In, in the UK. Yeah. In the yeah. UK. Because I don't know any it's of really And Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Okay, that Streisand and Christofferson record. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could have Everywhere. thousands of copies of that. Yeah. It's like a plague, that album. It infuses every charity but shop But Chaz in the UK. and Dave did their, their Cockney Jamboree or whatever. So they... they Dip their toe in that, yeah. and they're good. Those records, so but I've it's got similar. Like 12 inches, like so that's similar. Three, four, so five, yeah. that's what I'm saying. They've sort of knew about the whole Stars and Forty Five sort of format because those party, those Cockney party records around the old piano, yeah. are kind of that kind of thing as well. But the weird yeah. thing about those albums is, is that they're true to the source of the songs, which is great. They're keeping those old songs alive. However, they're also keeping with some of the rather objectionable phrases and words that were used in some yeah. of the music. So it's one of those ones we go, "This is a great song. Don't listen to the next thirty seconds, and we're back and carry right, on with it." Right. right? So, yeah. stars on 45. Brian, let's start with you. Platter or splatter? Splatter. I hated it. Splatter, <laughs> splatter, splatter. Yeah, yeah. Splatter for me. For me, it reminds me of being alone in the corner of a, of, 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 of a working men's club while my nan got pissed and tried to kiss my uncle. Yeah. As that starts on There was some kind of incest controversy Not, in your family. My dad's uncle. Uh, you know what? Your I've, dad's uncle. You know what? <clears throat> Can we, for the sake of my reputation, ignore what I said for the last minute? Oh, I, I'm, I'm Is that all right? To. Can we all agree that sometimes I pick examples that aren't the best for me to pick you, out? You edit this as far as I'm aware, right? You can, yeah, but I keep yeah. it in. I keep it all in because you were I, sitting it's, in a working men club, men's club, listening to that record, and your nan, your grandmother, was trying can, to get off with. But not my 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 <laughs> nan's direct uncle. It was on my dad's side oh, of the family. That's right then. It's, well, <laughs> what, my nan what, thought so. What is a working men's club specifically? A pub, blue collar bar. Yeah, yeah blue yeah. collar bar. I but see. It, effectively, it's a pub for the community, so you'd have to be on their books to be allowed to go oh. in and things like that. Ah, okay. Yeah. So and, it's like a. No, this isn't the right VFW type. Yeah, no place yeah. maybe. They yeah. used to have um, bring your wife night. Ah, because she was oh, told right. to stay at home. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> it was uh, all the racist pre-modern era com- comedians sort of uh, were there. But yeah, weirdly, yeah. I mean, that's when I remember first seeing you know Lily Savage, Paul O'Grady. Do you know that? I don't know. Okay, big uh, big UK comedian. Uh, basically, drag before drag exploded. He was. Paul O'Grady was one of the first drag acts to really break into mainstream because they would Lily go on Savage to do had a, had Lily a, Savage show, yeah. was like I a see. character and then did Blankety Blank which you know is the US version of Match Game okay. um, anyway stuff like that but it was where I saw a lot of those acts that became That's mainstream because Britain has, an, has a habit of taking the club acts and this would be in the 80s 70s, 80s they would take all those club acts that were successful and give them game shows yeah, or yeah, like entertainment right. shows to do so that's why you'd have I shouldn't really just go, uh, Ted Rogers. You know Ted Rogers, right? No, but, but this is the, what's interesting to me is hearing these names, which are huge stars, presumably in the UK, yeah. that are not on my radar right. at all. This I makes, like, well, I'm a huge, uh, huge, and a lot, if you want to talk about my inspiration, yes, please, yes. is uh, Alan Partridge, yeah. Steve Coogan. Uh, and I, I devour everything that he puts out, and up to this day, his audiobooks, his podcasts, and knowing full well that I'm going to miss. 30% That's right, of the references. That's right, there's so much. But I don't really care. I understand the general, like, it's almost like a placeholder. It was mm-hmm. one, you know, but he'll make references to all kinds of British television personalities and chat show yeah. hosts and comedians and actors, and I, I won't know half of them. But. Yeah. And, and then sometimes it comes across your radar later, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that that's was, yeah. Yeah, 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 that happened. Yeah. It's, it's strange, because, I mean, again, we're huge Partridge fans here. There's something about the, I mean, I don't know if there's another comedy character in creation that has that much history too and that yeah. much we're I, working on it I, well, you really <laughs> are <laughs> close, yeah. I would say you're only second to that because with yeah. Partridge it's not just I'm Alan Partridge it's the day to day it's yeah. on the hour yeah. it, it is like the stand up he did beforehand and it's hard yeah. to find a lot of that stuff too like if you miss it at the what, time what I yeah. think is uh, yeah some of it is I mean uh, certainly the very early stuff yeah. I, I think it gets better with age the newer stuff I mean I think the character's funnier now mm, to yeah. me than he was 20 years ago mm-hmm. the latest podcast from the Oast House is funnier than uh, I'm Alan Partridge you know yeah. because I think it it started broader where it certainly had a point in it when it was broad mm-hmm. and it was playing on it was playing like the like the like Seinfeld yeah. would play yeah. here like yeah, yeah. pretty big with an audience, studio audience, and now it feels like he can kind of just be very 
weird and dark yeah. and I thought when they specific. made the, yeah. the Alpha Papa movie was when they kind of transitioned to like, oh, this is getting really weird. Yeah, yeah. Now. I really enjoyed that. But it still somehow that, holds that together movie. because yeah. the, the, yes. the, the, the character yes. from extremely broad and weird. Well, he's funnier when he's failing and and yeah, he's and his and it makes sense that he's you know now he the podcast is is he's trying to ra- he's trying to rationalize how why he's doing a podcast and right. not why, why he's not on the bbc yeah you know which is a great position for that character to be and in. like the yeah. latest book's fantastic because it's about yeah. him trying to find a new purpose oh, now yeah. that things <laughs> yeah, aren't working yeah, yeah. out and so there's the whole idea where he's tackling council culture to a yeah. extent but also the whole idea of uh rehabilitating old landmarks because it gets you a tv deal yeah one aspect of that might be that he's a more appropriate age for the character that's than he right. used to be. Oh, that's totally much, point, yeah. right. It's like Bob Dylan a little bit. Like yeah. the, I love Bob Dylan. I'm a huge Bob Dylan fan, but as an older man, his music almost makes more sense than a 22 year old kid singing. Yeah. It, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, same, great point. Yeah. It's like that. Thank you very much. Um, right. Then we can on move to the on. Last section then. We'll do the price of shite. Do you want to do the thing? Do the thing. It's the fucking price of shite. 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 That's not how the I theme tune goes. Halfway through, I had done it wrong. But I thought, as a professional co-host, Ooh, of the podcast, have you taken you might have been able to bounce away with that? Have you taken any, well, any thoughts of just slowing down? <laughs> Internal? No. Why would I? I start now. It's oh, been 10 years. Do you, so I do the end bit then. It's yeah. the funny thing to me is you're the one that's drinking the Red Bull. <laughs> so I don't know how that's happening. It's just tra- psychically transferring over to him. What, the uh, the nervous energy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Depositing your... Uh... Depositing what? Okay. Mm. It's the fucking price of shite. No, you fucked me up. <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds exactly like it's the thing exactly he just did. Well, how's the fucking thing? We've been doing it for years. How's it going? We could spend 10 minutes working this out, or we could just do the game. Well, we've got fucking shit items. Also, Paul, it's not the fucking price of shite, is it? It's a fucking price of shite adjacent. It's part of the same segment. It's all part of the beautiful world that we call Cheap uh, Show. Oh, it's the, it's the fucking price of shite. It's the fucking price of shite. It's the fucking price of shite. That's right. Thank if you. If you do want to go for a walk while we figure this out, we can go ahead and do that. Right. So we have. Uh... But just to just to let everyone know who's listening, we won't be guessing the prices of these items, will we? No. We're no. Going to be showing them one by one, and you'll say again in that whole lovely bi- shitification of this podcast, we'll be making binary decisions on the item. So we went to a charity. Uh, went to a Goodwill store just off Third Street Promenade. Mm-hmm. Um, and we it smelled so badly of human defecation. pretty down bad there. in there, to be fair. There's a weird thing well, that I've, I've noticed Angeles, about. Of course. In Britain, the thrift stores, the charity shops, are kind of like going into someone's spooky attic and looking at all the cool shit that they have there. And then, oh, I'll have that. Oh, taking it away. Here, it just feels like they've just dumped things on the shelf and then people tear away at them and, mm-hmm. and then go and buy what they've got left. Because it's mostly clothes. that's pretty fair. Yeah. yeah. And also, hugely overpriced. Well, you're in. It sounds like you're in Santa Monica. We were. Yeah, this we were is like a, like going to uh, where, where, like it's the nicest part of London. Yeah, yeah. it's like Islington, I guess, yeah. or, or High Street, Ken, I guess, something like that. Yeah, uh, but even Notting by those standards. Sorry, Notting Hill. Yeah, yeah. Notting yeah. Hills also count. I mean, do you have any other nice places in London you want to? Uh, Kensington, Hampstead Village. Beautiful. I was born Hampstead. in Hampstead. Hampstead, of course. I thought you were born in America. Um, I was born in Hampstead Village. So I've got. Five items, one of which I did buy in the UK, and you'll have to figure out which one that is. Okay. So here's the first thing we bought. It is called a phone holder. Now, we do have those in America. This is something you wear around your neck. Sure, yeah. Okay, here we go. Like this. It looks a bit like a stethoscope. It does, doesn't it? And then you put uh-huh. it here, and then that goes on here like that. Oh, yeah. my God. And then, yeah, I don't know. Just, oh, this yeah. is a sample phone, just so you know what this thing looks I like. I can use that. Oh, yeah, wow. that's very actually very smart, very and practical. And then it's yes. like, hello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it it would work. Immediately fell away. In, in can, I, can I touch it? You've broken it. No, I just didn't screw the knob on her tight enough. Well, that's what I've heard. That I've heard that. Actually, actually, yes, okay, thank you. Darling. Far sturdier than I would have thought. Do you want to get in on this? Yeah, it'd be great. Oh, I hate that. And then you I can talk it. loudly on the Definitely bus. Definitely without the phone holder on it, it's pretty off-putting with yeah. just the knob. Yeah. Could be like So a... what are we saying about this? Well, yes or no? This cost, yeah. this cost nine Dollars. Uh-huh. And this, I honestly guarantee, if I went to the UK and got something similar, it'd be one or two quid. Right. Perhaps, this, is this supposed to be lightly used, perhaps? Uh, I don't know. I, I okay, who knows? I can't tell how honest right, it is. Whatever you want to take yeah. away from that. Okay. Well, there's your first item. Paul, I think I've got the binary. Yeah. Is this thrift store gold, or is it getting old? 
No. You Thanks. don't often come through, but that I, works. I really. thought that was great. I like that. Uh, I'm going gold. I, I, I'm kind of jealous. I kind of crave that. If you want to take you anything simply you for masturbatory purposes. <laughs> it's true. It's a hands-free sex device, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah, like, oh. you could get both both holds around the back. Mm -hmm. um, also, it could double. Cup holder to the side. It could double yeah. as a sort of. You know what? Um, I'm going to say, necklace. given that you put your phone in it and the yeah. phone immediately fell to the ground, I'm going to say getting old. Yeah. It really did not demonstrate its no, utility. That could to be me. a user issue and that, not the it item. It could be, but I don't have enough information. Look at me. Uh, so Tim you liked, liked it. it. What about you? You didn't. He didn't like I it. I said getting yeah, Brian, old. He said, said getting, getting, old. Old. getting old. Tim said gold. Gold. Yeah. Anything it's you want from this me. pack, you can take home Thank as a gift you. from us. Yes. And do a re reminder: don't reveal where you got it. Yeah. What is this like? If it's a Nerf walkie-talkie. Works up to one thousand feet. Oh. Uh, it's stretching the Nerf uh, brand too thin already because I can see they're not soft. No, you could throw this at someone's head, and, and it would hurt. They them. would say that's yeah. not Nerf. You, you do have to clean this up. Just so I thought you were doing that. Look, turn it on. Hello. I couldn't hear that. Hello. Oh, <laughs> well, let me go. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go outside. Okay. We'll do it this oh. way. You will is this, what's the talk? Is this the talk button on the, the side? The talk button's at the side, and that's the... Oh, no wonder I couldn't hear you. Keep the channel open. Yeah. Hello, I'm Paul Gannon in the garden. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> but, uh, can you hear me, Jack? Over? No, over. You can come back inside. We're <laughs> kind of short on time now. Back in, I'm frightened. It's great. I'm angry with me. It's a decent walkie-talkie. It does. It works. Yeah, well. yeah. It works I, well. I, the sound quality is actually pretty good on this dude. So we heard that. We, it, we heard it, but I can't say. I think we were talking over you. I'm gonna come back in. Come back in. Yeah, come back in. Over. Roger. No, Paul. For one day you'll get it right. That was. Uh, that was great. Quite good, yeah, decent. Given the walkie-talkies that I got as a kid, yeah. these are far. Yeah, better. those. That's a. Uh, that's a. What is it again? Uh, a good. A good Man, thing. Gold. 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 gold or all yeah. Great for still kids. Gold. Great for kids. I'll go with gold on that too. I think we're going to use it when we go for a walk uh, my, later in the week. My nine-year-old would lose her mind if she saw if that. If your yeah. nine-year-old wants to have that. Oh, she will. Are you kidding me? Really? No, you can take that. Oh. Seriously, yes, I'm not please. putting that back in my suitcase and taking it all the way home. No, no, if she I can get a good home here. Oh, she'll love it. Yeah. Cool. Item number two. Item number three. This one I quite like the most. It must be from uh, England. <laughs> Butterboard. What's a Butterboard, you ask? What is well, a Butterboard? According to this, Butterboard is inspired by the Zen idea of living in the moment. You simply paint on the surface with water and your creation oh, will yes, come I've to heard, life in I've bold design. Then, yeah. as the water slowly evaporates, your art will magically disappear, leaving you with a clean slate and a clear mind. It's like a much easier mandala. Yeah, it's yeah. basically etch a sketch. Yeah. But with a brush. So it comes with a little stand, a little thing like this. I think it's um, disrespectful to Buddhists. In what respect? Well, you wouldn't call it a Christ board, would you? No. <laughs> or a Muhammad I believe that's yeah. a board. You know? no, I think that's a cross. Call it a Muhammad yeah. board. Yeah. Yeah. Christ was too loud. What if you drew Muhammad on that? That would be. Well, then it would evaporate <laughs> after time. That's would... a good philosophical question, Eli. <laughs> you, you need you need wet wet. You need a little bit of something. There's to nothing. Do. That's coffee. That's water. No, I did look into it before I dipped my brush. Oh, yeah. That seems very relaxing. I, honestly, I was not on board, but now I am. This is very it's cool. It's quite a nice, uh, nice brush, actually. And it's... And how long does it stay like that? For About a few minutes, and then it minutes. dries out and fades away. So it's meant to be Buddhist-wide, because everything must flow. This is honestly pretty cool. Everything passes, does it? I guess. All things must. Yeah. What if you, I don't know, you discovered some kind of uh, secret? The secret to enlightenment. Take a picture. And then it's gone. Yeah. You can... yeah. I wouldn't use it to write notes for your forthcoming Look show, though. <laughs> Just in case it's all, oh, that great idea I wrote down. Uh, again, I'll say, this is honestly the perfect kid toy because it's, they can do art stuff. You can't really make too much of a mess. Uh, I have like, to say something. You yes. claimed the walkie-talkies. I'm claiming this. Yeah, do it. I think great. that's fine. If you want to have a manly fight in the garden <laughs> as I throw water at you and go, come on, you sex beasts. We can do that. <laughs> I... I like this thing a lot. This is gold. This okay, is great. but we don't know whether yes, that was I have in kids. England. I have a 10 and a 7, yeah. so they're going to... If you want it, it. Yeah. it's yours. Right, next item. This is a quick one. Walt Disney, Simple Science. It's a book from Disney that teaches simple science. Oh. So I'll let you no, investigate I, I'm going to jump and suggest this is from the UK. Why do you think that? I don't know. It doesn't seem like our Disney products would be 
uh, this educational here. <laughs> I, will I think say they this. outsource that to the other countries, but um, I might be wrong. There was a range of these books. There was everything from maths to oh, I'm wrong creativity. because there's a oh, that's a receipt from a different thing altogether. Uh, you can use that as a bookmark, I believe. Uh, so Walt Disney teaches simple science. Uh, uh, Brian, as a science-minded man, have you explained that yet about your science background? No, I haven't. So before I left to do comedy full-time, I was a uh, professor of theoretical physics. Oh, cool. So I Me too. A, yeah, yeah. Most, most people were. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Very similar. So I, I used, to, used to be a professor. I'll be honest. There doesn't seem to be any my, science in it. I'm almost 50 years old. I can't read this in this light. All right, okay. Like, <laughs> do you want to borrow my glasses? No. We don't have to read I think it at we all, just but that's on. the next book. Walt Disney, this, uh, you can do Alphabet Numbers, Adventures in Colors and Shapes. Yeah, it's a nice looking book. It's yeah. got to be from the 80s. Uh, oh, I don't... Oh, there should question. be. I, think this is I, was, look, I was trying to check a date. I couldn't yes, find a date. It could be earlier. Fuck me. I also need my glasses. This is tragic. No, there but is anyway, no date, I'd say. Oh, there is no date? No. Mm. I Only think Zool. 80s feels right. Um, but yeah, there's a whole range of them and they're all designed to teach kids and using the IP of Disney to impart knowledge, which can oh, only be a good thing. I like sure. 84. 84. Yeah. Ooh, that was in the doldrums era of Disney where they were doing anything they could to keep the brands going. Yeah. And finally, the final book. Oh no, uh, Gold or Old? Uh, I feel like I can't make an informed judgment, so uh, I'm going to be anyway. charitable and say gold. As an American, I'll, be, I'll, anyway. I'll, I'll say gold. 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 I like the whole I like look the design, of it. Yeah. yeah, design's great. I'll say this is thrift store gold gold as well i mean i'm giving that one to my mum because her living room is a walk-in disney store and it's wow. abs- it's repulsive actually we've got peter pan doing refraction nice. that's cool that's who i'd turn shadows to. Mm-hmm. oh that makes sense for him yeah um huey louie and dewey making a cake with their gran great look their gran is snogging uh, another <laughs> relative there looks like so the final thing is difficult riddles for smart kids 300 riddles and brain teasers that kids and families will love I'm going to impress upon you a few now. Uh, we'll start with Brian. Okay. I am a cold man without a soul. Right now for the riddle. I am a cold man <laughs> without a soul. If there is a warmth in me, it will slowly kill me. What am I? I'm going to say I'm a snowman. I am a snowman. That's not hard. Hell yeah. Do you want a hard one? No. No, I'll give and you a hard one. I don't want to. <laughs> yes, <riddle>. okay. <laughs> it's Carry On Cheap Show. Uh, okay, Eli, we'll do you. I'm ready. At school, Joe has three friends, Tim, Violet, and Paige. Two of them play football, two play tennis, two play golf. This is a good school. The friend who doesn't play golf doesn't play tennis, and the one oh, who doesn't this. play football no, doesn't out. play yeah. golf. I'm out. Paige doesn't play football. I need another riddle. I'm out. I'm not doing this. I don't care this. about any of those well, people. Well, fuck them yeah. and their shit. <laughs> they sound they like golf. preppy wankers. <laughs> what flies when it's born, lies when it's alive, and runs when it's dead? Um, cheese. <laughs> cheese runs when it's... Uh, Wait, what, what, what were the three again? It what? says, what flies when it's born, lies when it's alive, and runs when it's dead? Hmm. I got to say, I think I'm stumped on this. Mm-hmm. Runs when it's dead. It must be melting. Melting. <laughs> yeah. What is it? But- butter? <laughs> I don't know why you're making that noise, man. Because I'm excited <laughs> that you're close to the answer. Oh, cheese. Oh. No. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> it's it? something that melts. It's another. It's a snowman again. Is that? The... Oh, 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 this is. Oh, this is disturbing. Well, yeah, that noise I, is really I, putting me yeah, off. The answer. I, I agree with you. The answer number sixty-nine. An ice. An ice sculpture. I'll give you that. Okay. It's a snowflake. It. It run. It. it, it fly, say it again. Flies when it's born. Okay. So it's in the air. Yeah. It lies when it's alive. It rests oh. upon the snowy ground. Oh, yeah. And then runs when it's dead, as in melts into water and dribbles away. Sure, very I might poetic. Object to the use of the word alive there. But... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Terrible. Right. We'll end with this one. I hate, <laughs> I hate riddles. Tim, yeah, we're going to yeah, end with this that. one. Yeah, riddles and fuck me off. This is an evil riddle, apparently. This word, what word looks the same upside down and backwards at the same time? What word looks the same upside down and backwards at the same time? Yes. Ooh. So there is a word in the English language. Well, I that's think that's the word. Boob. Ooh. Ooh. Poop. No, because that would be boob. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Is it? Ooh. Uh, you are close. No, you're not close. Ha- I don't know why hi- I said that. Hi? No. No. What's you've a letter? Got... What, the, no one's the... leaving here until they fucking <laughs> get this what, right. What about oh-ho? Dad. No. O-H-O. That does kind of count. O-H-O? O-H-O? Oh-ho? No. Come on. What is it? It's not. Well, no, it's o- Oxo. I mean, you're right. There are probably <laughs> lots of right. words that yes. may Oxo be. Oxo well, What's the Oxo answer? Works. What's the answer? So, what Ox- word looks the same Oxo's upside down? It's a, a brand of um, well, gravy a, cube. 
Yes, it's a it's a kitchen, kitchen yeah. but it's not. I wouldn't say it's a. I would. It's not. It's not a word. It's a proper it's a noun, isn't it? Yeah. So, what word looks the same upside down and backwards at the same time? The answer is swims. Sure. You are so not impressed with that. So, <laughs> is it gold or is it old, Mister Mister Brian? Old. And Mr. Tim. Gold. And Mr. Eli. I'd say old. I don't like the cover art either. Right. In that case, I will end by saying, which one do you think is the UK item? Brian, start with you. Oh, I think I, I think I'm going to have to go to the Disney book. Okay. Uh, this, this, there's something about the typography on this that, I don't know, it doesn't seem British to me. So, and the other ones seem British. So I'm going to say that. Fair. That, Tim, that is what have British. you got for us? I've also, I'm going with the Disney book. Fair play. And Eli? I know the answer to this, so I don't think it's fair for me to throw my hoop in. Do you throw a hoop in? You can. A towel. You throw can throw a towel on. In, you throw, throw my a... shoe into the ring. Yeah. Hat. 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 <laughs> towel, hat, shoe, ring. Got it. The answer is, you were right, it is the yes! Walt Disney Hell Super yeah. Size. Yeah. That was Very the nice. first thing. Instinct, yeah. first yeah. gut. Yeah. It was almost right. supernatural. Something about the yellow, I don't know. I'm you thin just... sliced it and you just knew. Yeah. yeah. There, there was a knew. level, because I, I feel like I was familiar with a lot of the American versions of those things that I had when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and that doesn't look like the stuff I yeah. had. The, the yellow, so, I would never, you know, something yeah. about the color. It is that. Yeah. But then I was worried because then I saw Bantam Books, which is, I believe, in America. American is, yeah. publisher. Now, to be fair, this was published in Canada, America. All that counts is where you got it. Yeah. But all yeah. that counts is where I got it. And where we got it was where you got it right. So that is that. And that is Cheat Show for this week. I just want to thank Brian Wecht for coming along today. Thank you very much. Thank Tim Heideck for gracing us with your presence. My thank you, Tim. Deeply appreciative. And Eli, as ever. Thanks, Paul. Well done, thank sir. you. And I just want to thank Leighton, who's been managing this today. Thank you very much. You can speak. You're not a silent partner. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no, you're not allowed to speak. You've been always welcome to chip yeah, in. Do you want to come, 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 come. Yeah, and, and tell them. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them about your podcast as well. Do it. Uh, Brian and I co-host a show called Late Night with Brian Wecht, where we do comedy interviews and talk about cum a lot. Can I say cum on this show? Please do. Great. I mean, in fact, it's been mostly what we've been doing for <laughs> 10 years here. So we the fact that it's been tr- crazy. Yeah. Usually. It's only when we have guests. We have we so many words down. for it. Spoff. Spoff is a great word for it. It's your favorite word. Mm, for my it, favorite it? word. Yeah. Anyway, Tim doesn't need to hear <laughs> no, about what words we no, have no, for cum. No, no. Tim, I know anyone who listens to this knows about you, but... Point them in the direction oh. of what you'd like to talk about, what you'd like to extol today. Oh, join us uh, every Thursday morning for Office Hours Live. Yeah. We absolutely have a blast. We've been on a, a real tear, and it's a lot of fun. It's a live call-in show that we do in the mornings, and we've been doing it strong for years. And and is that online? How do I? It's on uh, YouTube. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Office Hours Live, or, uh, yeah, it's a podcast. It, for, for me, it's a TV show. It is a TV show. It's mm-hmm. multicam. Okay. It's in so my it's garage. A thing yes, a visual time. element to it, but it's also, it started as a podcast. It still is. Great. I will check that out because mm-hmm. I only know You'll love on it. cinema. And, and if uh, anyone wants to do check it out on cinema, don't start with the recent stuff. You're going to have to go back oh, 10 yes. years and High start like TV. <laughs> yeah. And please do. It's, it's, it's a beautiful slice of comedy genius. Thank you. And, and so thank that's you. all I want to say. Look, as I say, I'm awkward and weird, but I do want to say thank you, Tim, for coming along today. It means the world to us while we're out here. Of course. And um, Enjoy your stay in California. you got a nice week. Are you here for the rest of the week? We're here till Thursday. Oh, we're going to yeah, do a bit been, about It'll be doing, a beautiful week. Doing Disney uh, with these guys on Wednesday. And that's all we need to talk about. You can support us if you want to support us on <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show. Years and years of extra uh, videos and behind the scenes things, as well as the amazing Cheap Show magazine that Aven does for us. Uh, please check out Noiseland's uh, YouTube channel because he's done our new theme tune and also did top notch western romance so please check him out and everything else is thecheapshow.co.uk for everything else that's your one stop shop and that's it Eli final thoughts I don't have any as ever okay. see you next week on the cheap show bye bye thank you bye. thanks Goodbye. folks Eli can get fucked I am daddy gammon cool sweet sweetheart of LA and all the ladies love me all the gentlemen want to be me and they see me walking down the strip and heard who I am and a big ball gammon and I'm driving a van and my van goes bing and my wheel goes bush and my van goes bing and my wheel goes bush and cause he's the cool cat meow he's the cool cat cool cat of LA cause he's the cool cat meow he's the cool cat cool cat of LA He's the cool cat now. He's the cool cat, cool cat of LA. Daddy Gannon cool. Cause he's the cool cat now. He's the cool cat, cool cat of LA. Uh-huh. Oh, 
they must be coming for me because I'm too fucking red hot sexy. Uh, don't trust me. I trust you. They must be coming for me because I'm too fucking red hot sexy. Uh, don't trust me. I trust you. I have needs. Yeah. A man with needs, boy. Finger bash my finger hole. Just saying, I have needs. Yeah. A man with needs, boy. Finger bash my finger hole. Is that all you've got now? Yeah. Cause he's the cool cat, meow. He's the cool cat, cool cat of LA. Cause he's the cool cat, meow. He's the cool cat, cool cat of LA. Ball gown, cause he's the cool cat, meow. He's the cool cat, cool cat of LA. Daddy gown cool. Cause he's the cool cat, meow. He's the cool cat, cool cat of LA. Too fucking red hot sexy. And we're done. Thank you. You're welcome.